Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to It's Rainmaking Time. This is Kim Greenhouse. We have invited back Mr. Richard Sauter. He is the author of the book Underground and Underwater Basis and the Richard Sauter Briefing. He is a peace activist. He is somebody that's actually in the trenches of his activism. He has spent the last four years in the Amazon working with shamans and discovering what the Amazon needs. By doing this, he has encountered a very dark undertone of some activity going on in the Amazon. Normally, we don't cover doom and gloom and the horrors of nature and life because they're so plentiful, we could never end talking about the horrors of things happening in life. But our guest was brutally attacked by a shaman that he entrusted with his life He is taking a stand in the area of the Amazon. He has gotten legal counsel and needs to pay legal counsel to actually stand up to what happened. He found out that the shaman has many other victims. There are some pretty horrific things going on. I think that we should do what we can to help Mr. Sauter, which means to send him money, to send him support. Now is the time where he actually needs $10,000 to pay his attorney who will be going into trial to sort this out on a legal level and have this man who attacked him put in jail. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mr. Richard Sauter back to its rainmaking time. Good morning. Thank you so much, Kim. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm very sorry what happened to you. And as I speak with you, I didn't realize that there was a headhunting trade in the Amazon that's, even though it's illegal, it's very quietly done. I didn't realize that taking somebody's head could earn somebody $100,000. I didn't realize that it's not the safest place that we think it is. And I didn't realize that shamans also can be very dark and turn on the people that have entrusted them. Without going into all the legal detail and all the details of what happened to you, can you give the audience a sense of basically just the essence of what happened to you? Yes, I... uh lived with a shaman for a year in 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 an informal apprenticeship and in my last days with him he almost killed me i was very badly brutalized uh i was ended up being hospitalized for more than four months and i'm still in therapy more than a year later regaining my ability to walk it was a horrific experience the pain was off the charts i i wouldn't wish this on anyone it was like a scene out of a horror movie, I was left with bubbles, actually bubbles on my skin, internal lesions, uh, welts and lesions on my on my body, um, virtually paralyzed from the knees down. And I also was unable to urinate for about two days after the attack, and unable to. I didn't defecate for four days, and it was just it was just awful. I never anticipated anything like this, and it was my introduction to a problem that I've come to learn does exist in the Amazon, and that's the problem of abusive shamans. And there are a fair number of abusive shamans. Is there an anti-white sentiment that's somehow in there? But obviously it's not all shamans, but there must be like a subculture of shamans that have an issue with white people. Is that, do you think what it is, or do you think it's something else? I couldn't say. Uh, in my opinion, it's more more has to do on a spiritual level. First, tell the audience, why did you go to a shaman? Well, you shaman? know, the shaman, shamans play a very unique role on this planet, whether in the Amazon or elsewhere. Shamanism has an ancient history. Shamans 
interface with or intermediaries between the natural world, the spirit of the natural world, Mother Nature, if you will, and us. And shamans, when they're well-intentioned and and um, acting in a, in a healing mode, in a curing mode, actually are a tremendous force for good and for holy healing on the earth between the natural realm and humans, whether humanity is a species or individual humans. And that has always fascinated me. The earth is deeply in need of healing, and we as individuals are deeply in need of not just physical physical healing, but deeper spiritual communication with nature. And that's why I uh, had this great interest in shamanism. Talk a little bit about what happened to you. You told me that this guy drugged you, or he put a needle in your arm and then took you down underneath a house. Explain well, what you remember. Well, yes. Yes. Um, well, I'll tell you what I told the police and what I'll, I'll tell the court in a couple of weeks. And that is that I was given a uh, concoction to drink, which in itself um, need not incapacitate you. In my case, it knocked me right out. He gave me some kind of knockout cocktail. Uh, and I, I then, when I came to, hours later, um, ended up under under his, his house, where... Um, after another period of hours, and this went on for hours. This was not a one-and-done incident where it was five or ten minutes of abuse and over. This went on for hours and hours. He came. This was after dark. I was face down in the dirt, unable to move, in tremendous pain. Couldn't even roll over. And I was face down with my head to the side. He approached me with a flashlight in one hand, and in the other hand, I could see that he had a syringe, a hypodermic needle. And as he came closer to me, he said, Richard, I have to inject you. That's a direct quote, of course, in Spanish. And I said, no, no, I, you know, I, don't, I don't want that. He said, oh, yes. And he injected me. Um, whatever was in the injection, it really hurt me badly. Uh, I'm still suffering the results. There was tremendous damage done to my nerves. I had contusions from my neck to my feet, uh, physical blows, um, just it was terribly brutalized inside and out. And and then, of course, I was left there under the house for hours while he, while, he, while he and some other family members walked around me and discussed me, saying other things, uh, stuff like stupid gringo and, and things of that nature. And then at one point after this had been going on for a number of hours, uh, his son made the comment, look, he's moving. He's listening to us. Now, they may have believed I was dead, I don't know, or at the least that I was unconscious, but indeed I was listening to them. And after that went on for a while, I, I tried to stand up and I, I couldn't. I could, couldn't even roll over really. And, and he kept telling me things like, um, you have to stand up, Richard. You have to be strong. You have to walk. And I, I couldn't stand up. I couldn't walk. And I was so weak, I was almost paralyzed. I virtually had lost the strength and normal reaction in my limbs. And the other thing he kept telling me over and over was, the jungle is rough, Richard. The jungle is hard. The jungle is tough, Richard. The jungle is hard. Over and over in Spanish, la selva es dura. And these things, these four things he kept repeating to me over and over like a, a parrot over and over again. And finally, I couldn't walk. Uh, so eventually they ended up loading me into a... Um, a wheelbarrow and 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 carrying me to in the wheelbarrow to the little 
hut where I lived and, and physically carrying me into the hut and depositing me in my bed. And after a period of days, I managed to get to the hospital. That is what happened. And I was, I didn't realize until later, I was in terrible shock how badly I'd been hurt. And I would say too that in the days after that, he came to my little hut and sat to talk with me and told me for the first and only time, you know, what I do is against God. He told me that point blank. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, my shamanism is against God. What I do, I do not serve God. Uh, and that's quite a confession right there from someone who's working with the spirits and with the um, spiritual side of reality to confess point blank. This is not said to put anything in your face or to be disrespectful, but yes. I'm sure it threw you back on yourself, the whole experience, to really have time to contemplate the level at which you entrusted somebody and turned the power over to them. Who would have thought it? It came out of nowhere. But maybe this is the lesson for the public, which is be very mindful about stuff like this. You're in a foreign country, and you can say, yeah, we're all one and all that, but you are in a foreign country. And it happens. This stuff happens. The lawyer that's representing you, I kind of want to get into even more concrete things, which is the lawyer that's representing you, we are asking the public to send donations immediately to you so that you still have legal counsel. Now, the public here knows that legal counsel can drag on cases and it can go on and on and on. Do you feel that your legal counsel is properly motivated to end this as quickly as possible? Yes, I do. Uh, we have already spent uh, more than a year in the preliminary phase to get to indictment. Indictment was about two or two and a half weeks ago. And we're moving now to the first trial hearing in, 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 on the 28th of this month. So the process from here will move much more rapidly. And in fact, yes, I do believe my attorney is motivated to win the case. And is also probably, and I told him this, um, one of the best qualified attorneys in Ecuador to handle the case because of his connection to Puyo and his knowledge of the um, area over there in, in Amazon and also because he's um, on the staff of one of the better known law firms in Quito and they do play to win. Okay, that's very important for the public to hear. The attorney came to me. I actually didn't go to them. I was in the hospital unable to, to walk. And I was silently praying because I needed legal counsel. And his firm actually came to the, to the um, room right across the hallway from where I was to represent a, woman, a young woman who'd been almost killed and had been left paralyzed for life by physician malpractice in that hospital. And they won her case and actually got her a, um, a house. Uh, the government uh, bought a house for her, which she now lives in so they did the best they could for her under the circumstances you know most people would leave though richard most people would pack their bags and leave the country and not stay there and fight and i guess i want you to speak to the audience why are you staying and taking a stand and fighting this well you know that's what most people do you're exactly right and this is what the um the dark side of shamanism if you will counts on they know that people are there for a few days or a couple of weeks and that they'll be gone and they also know most people don't speak Spanish. They won't, don't want to mess with the legal hassle of a criminal complaint and then a long investigation, a trial, etc. But I have. The Amazon is important, number one. 
what happens in the Amazon is important. The human ecology of the Amazon is important. If the human ecology of the Amazon is not healed, is not healthy, then the forest cannot be healthy either. The, the forest itself is only as healthy as the human society that inhabits it. So for me, I don't make a distinction between what happened to me and what is happening to the rest of the forest. Because people who will brutalize their fellow human beings will also destroy and harm the forest. And in fact, Kim, that's happening. So from my point of view, the forest itself needs advocates. I know I'm not the only victim. Since this has happened to me, as you note, I have been greatly conscientized. Of course, I have spent hours, days, months laying in bed reflecting on every aspect of what happened to me inside and out, reflecting on my own life and the path that brought me to this point. And sometimes you have to experience things personally to understand them. Right. Uh, I, I guess in this case, um, I've gone deeply into the heart of the Amazon. I've seen the good and I've also seen the bad. So I've come to know uh, the whole gamut in a sense of what's happening in the Amazon. For me, the Amazon needs human advocates. And if at the first sign of trouble, you run away, what kind of advocate are you? An advocate who doesn't stand tall and the chips are down is not an advocate at all. It's a, it, that's a fair-weather friend. And a fair-weather friend is not really a friend. I agree with you. Can you speak for a few moments about the headhunting trade and what is really going on? What has been going on? It really alarmed me. What my understanding is, is that, yes, you know, the popular feeling is that most people assume headhunting happened in the Amazon in past centuries, and that's true. Most people also assume, but we live in modern times and nothing like that happens today. That's not so true. There still is headhunting. Of course, it's illegal. If, if you're caught chopping people's heads off, you go to jail for a long time. So it's all hush-hush. It's very quiet. Why is it attractive or why is it still going money. on? Money. Money. There's trade in it. My understanding is that there's a black market where people, whoever they are, and they're not the kind of people who put up bill, billboards in, in downtown Quito, um, but whoever they are, pay good money. We live in a in a world where there's organ traffic of all kinds. Right, and uh, human trafficking. And, okay. and human trafficking. And one of the organs being trafficked is the human head. And, of course, once you separate the human head from the body, the body dies. Uh, so there are various reasons for it, but I'm told it does go on and that the prices in the black market can be substantial because whoever's doing it obviously runs a great risk of spending most or all the rest of their life in jail if they are caught. And so when I was in the hospital, I was visited by, in the first days, by um, a gentleman that I didn't know, but he informed me that, that someone like me, a middle-aged white man, uh, uh, could, that my head could fetch upwards of $100,000 on the black market. I couldn't say, in the Amazon, I couldn't say that that was the motive for almost killing me, I, I can tell you, I don't know the motive. I was very badly hurt and almost killed. That that kind of activity does go on. While I was living in the Amazon, there was a young girl who was abducted and uh, disappeared for a few days. And when, when her corpse was found, discarded in the weeds along the Amazon highway, 
a few days later, it was headless. She still had on her school backpack. She was a young junior high school girl. And the object was to get her head. It turns out that her parents sold her to some bad guys who chopped her head off. Her head has never been found. So the object of the crime was to um, get her head. And this type of thing, sad to say, it's grotesque, it's repugnant. But sad to say, this kind of activity does continue right down into modern times in the Amazon region. Well, I guess you're lucky in that you still have yours. Well, I have some friends, um, both physical and, and also spiritual. The forest itself may have a vested interest in a man like me surviving uh, to wage obscure but nonetheless extremely important battles. How can people send you support? We need to raise $10,000 to pay your attorney to stand up to this. I hope that your attorney is not harmed. I hope that you are not harmed in the process, but I think it's worth taking a stand for since you're willing to do it and you want to continue to live there. So my understanding is they can send a payment to you via Western Union to James Richard Sauder, S-A-U-D-E-R, in Ecuador. That's correct. And also they should email you, and I'm going to give out your email address, dlikedog, rlikerover, dot, S like Sam, A like Apple, M like Mouse, I like Is, Z like Zebra, D like Dog, A like Apple, T like Tom, 1618 at gmail.com. And also, for those people that are using Bitcoin, Richard does have a Bitcoin address that you can communicate with him as well if you choose, instead of sending something via Western Union, you can send support to him via Bitcoin. You can get that information from him once you've communicated with him. So, ladies and gentlemen, Richard Sauter is asking for your support in the Amazon to take this on. It's a very noble thing to do. I would be scared if I were him. He's not. And I want to wish you the best, Richard. Thank you, Kim. I deeply appreciate it. Thanks so much. It's rainmaking time.